Amen. You can be seated for a moment. I I felt something in my spirit earlier this evening, and I felt the Lord confirmed it to me with something just a moment ago. Amen. It's very difficult. The Bible says that a man sits down to build a house. In case you're wondering, I've, I've started. Let's go Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. <laughs> okay, now we're moving along. So if a man sits down to build his house, and he counts the cost to make sure that he has sufficient funds to finish that house. We find a theme that really is throughout Scripture, the theme of finishing, the theme of, of, of enduring, the, the theme of, of, of finishing what you started. It's fine through, I mean, Isaiah, uh, we, we find it in the theme in Isaiah, we find the Gospels, we find it in the letters of, of Paul. But I've got to admit to you tonight that it's hard sometimes to see the end in the middle. I know you've heard this before and it's been used before, but if, if you quit something in the middle, in the hard parts of it, if you judge something by the way it looked now, I mean, I'll never forget at the five-month at the five month mark and they they take you now and then you go to get a sonogram for your child and it's no longer good enough to get uh, uh, the heartbeat and it's no longer good enough now to see the little whatever the thing is moving on the screen now they got to have the the 8D thing where they zoom in and you can see your child in that five month stage and you can see that child development and I I have to admit the most incredible moments of my life outside of the spiritual things, the most incredible three moments of my natural life were when I watched all three of my kids uh, born. All three times I watched that happen, I wept because I was just amazed at that process and then just to see them come out so just perfect and so beautiful and so amazing and, and, and just, just as a father... It just was overwhelming to watch that process and know that that child, you know, one moment ago was inside of my wife's uh, stomach and now just, you know, just moments later you're holding a living thing. But I got to admit to you, at the fifth month mark, I didn't cry. Because when they showed that thing on the 12D sonogram, I mean, it just, I mean, I, I think at one time we showed someone the picture and they said, oh, look, it looks like, it looks like, you know, it looks like Kate or, oh, that looks like you, Joe. And I'm thinking, if I look like that, find me the best plastic surgeon in this area because I need help. But when I, when the doctor showed me that, on the screen, I didn't just jump up and panic and say, oh, my God, well, we've got a problem. Well, what's the problem? Look at my child. Look what it looks like. I, I don't know what we're going to do because I understood it wasn't done yet. 
it had four months more to cook in there. It wasn't done yet. And, and, and there are times that I have to admit that, that, that my brain tells me that there's a purpose in all this. My brain tells me that, 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 that we're not done yet, but, but, but sometimes my, 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 my flesh and my spirit doesn't quite see that. I, I know what the Word says, and I, I know what, 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 the, what the Bible promises, and he, he, and he says he's never going to leave a work unfinished. He's going to complete what he started. And I, we can go through all the Scriptures tonight, and I can, I can make you feel good about all the things that God has promised, but sometimes it's hard to see that. And the danger is that we all face The danger is the temptation to quit before it's done. The danger to look at the journey and not realize there's a purpose and say, you know what? I don't know if I can make it. And the hard part is usually the middle of the journey, it feels like the finish line is the farthest away. Because in the beginning of a journey, you're excited. You know, it's like you understand. I'm I'm starting off this journey. It's great, and and, and you got you got a full belly, and you got a you got a f- full mind, and you're happy, and you got energy, and, and you're ready because you're going to fight the devil with a squirt gun if you have to, because you're going all the way to the end, and you're excited. But but after that kind of wears off. And you kind of get in the journey and you've got a few uh, a, a dry days that you faced. And, and your tongue is starting to get parched. And, and your belly's starting to rumble because you've skipped a few meals. And all of a sudden now the excitement of the beginning is worn off. Now the end doesn't look so great. Because now you, you get so overwhelmed just in the journey. And see, the devil is a master at reading our circumstance. He didn't show up to Jesus in the beginning of the 40 days. He waited until the weakest point of his physical body before he stepped in. You know, you can be strong in spirit, but weak in body and still struggle. Because at the end of that 40 days, you could argue that was, as, that was the most powerful moment that Jesus had experienced in that 40 days. But that was also his weakest. So the devil comes along and, and, and notices things. And, and begins to... to, to, to to kind of gnaw at you and begin to throw things in your mind and begin to get, get you looking at, 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 at things and starting to question things and starting to, the way the cost isn't really worth it. And there's a danger in giving up in the off season. You see, there were seven feasts in Israel 
We don't have time to go into all those tonight. We could go through all of them, and they're all incredible on the, the correlation and all the stuff that happens. I mean, literally, the, each one of those is a, is a whole year study. We could do seven years and just cover each feast. But there was four in the, in the springtime of year, and, and, and there was three in the fall. But the amazing thing was is that there was a four-month gap between the Feast of Pentecost and the Feast of Trumpets. And that four-month period was the driest time in Israel. You see, Pentecost, that's when the fire falls. That's when the, when the Holy Ghost shows up and you become empowered and you feel strength and you feel refreshing and you get that living water and you, and you, ha- you can't do anything but, but shout and jump around and, and feel the power of God because you've just experienced Pentecost and you, the power and the fire and the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. But there's four months between Pentecost and trumpets. There's a four-month season of dryness. You would think it was crazy if I walked out there tonight and looked out on the ground and came back in weeping. What's wrong with you? Well, the grass, it's dead. The grass, the trees, they're just dead. They've got no, they've got no leaves on them. The grass is just is brown and it's, it's hard and crunchy and it's frozen. I don't know what we're going to do. You're going to say, listen, relax. It's just winter. It's just winter. Wait around a little longer. Because the sun is going to come out again. The rain is going to start to fall. The warmth of the atmosphere is going to begin to change. And where there looked like there was no life, there's going to become life again. But my eye doesn't see that. My eye only sees where I'm at. Even though my mind says it's going to happen, my mind, my eye only sees where I'm at. You see, there's three dangers. We're body, soul, and spirit. We're made up of three parts. And there's three dangers that every Christian faces. That's the danger of weariness, the danger of doubting, and the danger of giving up. Because you see, weariness affects our physical body. Weariness affects our mind. And there's a danger in weariness. Because we all become weary. We all become weary. If we didn't become weary, wouldn't it put the scripture in there to remind us, don't be weary. He put that there because he knew we would get weary. And we become weary and, and we all go through phases of, of life. If you've been living for God for more than about 35 seconds, you have faced a period of weariness. But you see, weariness that goes unchecked or goes prolonged where you don't let the refreshing of the Holy Ghost take a hold of you and bring some fresh life back into you. Weariness that doesn't get help turns into doubting. And you see, weariness starts in your mind. 
Weariness starts in your body and you get weary in your body and you get weary in your mind and, and, and you just get tired and, and you start getting worn down and, and, and you become weak and you, and you become, you be just become, you, everything seems like it's hard and everything seems like it's a struggle and you don't know if you have anything left in you. But what happens is when you allow that to continue inside of you, that weariness turns to doubting because you start saying what's in your mind. Now, we're not going to be very long tonight, but hang with me. And the problem is when you have weariness and then you start speaking what's in your mind and you cross over to doubt. Now, when you start speaking things into existence... Now you are on the danger and the precipice of acting out what you say. Because the cycle of faith is I, I will say what I think and what I say I will become. So what I think I will say, what I say I will become. That is the cycle of faith. Do you know faith has a cycle? Give me five seconds here. Faith has a cycle. The Bible says the first cycle of faith is it starts here. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I hear, enters my mind. That's where faith starts. But that's not faith. That's the start of faith. Then the Bible says a little farther, it says that I believe, therefore have I spoken. That's the second part of faith, but that's not faith. Because James puts the cap on the whole thing and says, and says though faith without works is dead. So the cycle of faith is it starts here, it goes here, and when it goes here, it, it manifests out here. So what I think I will say, what I say I'll become. So if the devil is an imitator and not an originator, if faith starts that way, then doubt starts the same way. I become weary in my mind. And when I become weary in my mind and I let that go unchecked, you see, that's how faith operates. When you start living in an atmosphere, you start putting things into your spirit. And you start listening to you start listening to praise and worship music, not just in church, but outside of church. You start filling your heart and your mind with, with worship and praise. And every once in a while you you find one of the bishops' tapes from years ago and you put it in there, you listen to the enriching of the word of God. All of a sudden, without doing anything, your faith becomes increased. Because now you start to let the spirit dominate your mind. Oh, I'm teaching and preaching at the same time. You let the spirit start to dominate your mind. And whatever dominates your mind will dominate your mouth. And whatever dominates your mouth will dominate your direction. If you're in confusion, start with what you're saying and go back to what you're letting into your spirit. If I let things come into me that aren't uplifting, I'm going to get what I allow to come in. So if faith works in cycles, so does doubt. And when weariness goes unchecked, and I let weariness, and we've all been there. It's nothing wrong with getting to that first part of weariness. But when it becomes unchecked, and I don't find the refreshing 
That weariness gets a hold of my mind and it becomes what dominates me. And when it allows to dominate me, I start speaking. And when I start speaking, now my direction begins to change. Because what I'm saying begins to manifest in my actions. You see, we've all been there in situations. We start off in situations where we, we, we know God's able to do anything. God can do anything. God's going to do it. God's going to do it. But the situation doesn't change. It gets worse. After a while, our prayers start to get less and less and fewer and fewer. We get less confessions of faith and more just, oh, well, I don't know what to do anymore. This is just the way it's going to be. And now we used to walk in faith. If God be for me, who can be against me? God can do anything. I'm going to, if, if this is the journey, God, if I'm going through the valley, but I'm coming back on the other side, bless God. But now we're like, well, the valley is not so bad. Where's the tent? Let's just set up here because you know what? It is what it is now. I prayed. It's nothing changed. But now what was supposed to be the journey now becomes the destination. And God steps back and says, well, my plan has to be stopped while you figure out where you took the wrong turn. So the danger of allowing weariness and it's okay to get weary. It's not, it's not, it's not wrong with, with getting weary. doesn't make you a bad person. doesn't make you some kind of reprobate. Because we're body, soul, and spirit, right? So weariness starts in the body. But when I speak it, that starts to dominate my spirit. And when I begin to dominate my spirit with what I speak, then my eternal soul becomes directed by what's being spoken out of my spirit. You might have to go back and listen to this again. I know we're getting real deep real fast. I didn't intend to do this. So it's okay sometimes to get weary in your body, in your mind. We're not all just ready to skip in here and just tear the place apart with praise sometimes. Sometimes it's weary. You know what? Sometimes your boss gets on your nerves. Sometimes that, that just seems like things aren't... Now, if your boss is in this room, keep your head down. <laughs> don't shake your head. Don't smile. Just... This is the time to pull out your phone, check your text messages. If there's ever a good time to check your phone in church, now, 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 look, look. But you know what? We all go through that. I wish that you, I wish there was a way or or some kind of magical potion. I mean, five hour energy. I mean, that only works for five hours. I wish there was a way somehow that we could find some kind, of, some kind of magical potion that we would never have to face. But we do. That's not the problem. The problem is when that weariness stop, starts from your body and starts getting in your spirit. How do I know that it's in my spirit? What are you speaking? 
Because when I start to speak, now the give up option comes in play. Because I start to weigh the cost of the journey versus the destination. And the problem is, a lot of times in the middle of the journey, it seems like the destination is as far away as it can be. You see, God works like this. Here's, here's where we start, right? We all start here. This is our, our starting point in God. And, and where we feel like God wants to lead us is over there. And so we're excited because it seems like, man, it's there. Boy, if I could just reach out and touch it, if I could just reach out and claim it, I'm just going to blab it and grab it right now. I've just got it right here because it's so close. And we decide, you know what, God, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. I'm here right now. I'm available. I take me on this journey wherever you lead me, Lord. I will follow beyond the open door. I know there's a new anointing. I'm ready to go. God says, okay, let's go. And we say, okay. And God says, oh, no, 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 no. Well, what do you mean? No, 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 stop. But Lord, he says, no, 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 let's go this way. <laughs> whoa, 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 why do I want to go this way? Well, you see, because there's some things back here I need to deal with so that you can get to there. And the problem is when you're here dealing with the things he's trying to get you to deal with, it seems like the destination is as far away as it's ever been. And the danger is to say, you know what? This ain't worth it. Because our mind says, well, you know what? If it took us this long to get back here and I've got to get all the way over there, I don't know if I'm ever going to be doing that. Well, what you don't realize is this that you're not going to have to get there. Because when you finally get where he needs to get you there, that is going to come here versus you going there. You see, that's why. That's why praise is so important. There's a commercial that comes on, comes on the radio, comes on television, and, 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 and the tagline of the commercial is, it's hard to stop a train. Now, the train is not like a choo-choo. The train is a, is, a, is a heating and air conditioning unit. And it's the brand, train. I don't know if it's a good brand or bad brand, but it's called train. And the tagline is, it's hard. And in the commercial, they'll show wind and rain and storms and snow. And that little thing just keep on chucking. Chuck, 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 chuck. And the thing says, it's hard to stop a train. You know what? I'm changing that tonight. I'm going to say this. It's hard to stop a praiser. It's hard to stop a praiser. Somebody that's truly a praiser. Someone that's truly a contender, not a pretender. But someone that truly is a praiser. That truly knows how to worship. That truly knows how to lift up the name of Jesus. It's hard to stop someone like that. Because even in their low moments, even in their moments where it doesn't seem like things are going their way. There's something that rises inside of them that says, I still believe that God is a good God. I still believe that he's a great God. I may not see it right now with my eyes, but I know he is faithful. I know he is faithful. 
It's hard to stop a praiser. You see, you can put a praiser in a cave. You can have a praiser chased because of his destiny, because he was anointed to be king, but was only a shepherd boy. And the praiser says, you know what? I'm just going to keep on praising him. And he runs and he runs and he finds himself in a cave. But what brought him through all that? He never quit being a praiser. See, a praiser gets jealous of the presence of God. Because when the praiser said, you know what? I want to bring the ark back to the people. And they go out and get the ark and they bring it back. And they, they say, well, we need to leave it here in the house of Obed-Edom. And, and the news came of what was going on. They said, have you seen the house of Obed-Edom. They said, what's going on? He said, well, he used to drive a wooden chariot, but now he's got rims on that thing. And you remember his three daughters. They weren't too good looking, but for some reason now they look beautiful. And you know, his sons, they used to be scrawny little fellows, but now them, th- th- those are the baddest boys in the whole land. Something is happening with that house. The praiser said, listen, I'm not going to let anybody beat me out of a blessing. It's hard to stop a praiser. It's hard. You know what? You've got to try to pump up somebody that's just a pretender. You, you've got to try to, you've got to try to be a cheerleader and get the spiritual pom-poms out and wave them around and give me a J, give me an E, give me an S and a U and an S. What's that? Oh, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. But see, a praiser says, listen, all you've got to do is give me an opportunity because when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, See, when a praiser gets weary, a praiser just says, you know what? If I can just get to somewhere where I can begin to let the Spirit of God begin to get all over me, and I can get that. When a praiser gets weary, they know where to go. So the weariness of the off-season, the weariness of the journey, the weariness of the middle. I feel tonight my spirit through prayer, I'm almost done. I feel my spirit tonight in prayer that there are some good, good people in here. I know, take within context, none good, no, not one. I know, just take it. Stop being spiritual for one moment. Take it within context. Well, there's nobody good in here. The Bible says, I know, I know. Good Lord. I've got a concordance too. But there's some good people in here tonight that you're just, you're just weary. And you know what? You, in that weariness, your mind's starting to get battled. And you're starting to get, you're starting to get, you're, you're starting to be bombarded with things. And, and old things start to be resurrected and, Old feelings and something about weariness attracts doubters. It's like they have some kind of like spiritual radar out there and, and, and they just can ping you. Gotcha. 
Because I, some people I'll never run across why things are great. But the moment I hit a dry spell, they show up. And I know they're not that smart, okay? I know they're not, not that spiritual. And they show up. And they want to give a, a, an interpretation to the situation. And now the problem is my weariness turns into confusion. Because I've got voices in my head. And I've got all this stuff. And when I hear all that chatter, I miss the real voice. And now because of that, when you can see straight, if I spin you around long enough, when you finally open up your eyes, you have no clue what's up, what's down, what's left, or what's right. And you can stumble and become disoriented. And you think the room is spinning. And you interpret the room spinning because you're spinning. And you begin to question the room because of what's going on internally. When the room is still consistent. You're not spinning, I'm spinning. You're not blurry, I'm blurry. But because of what I'm interpreting, I'm starting to question. This might be the last time they let me do this on a Sunday night. Why? Because when I start listening to all this chatter, let me just call it what it is, junk. When I start listening to all this, and people giving me their opinion. Let me tell you what I feel is going on. Well, it's funny you feel that because I don't feel that. And the people that God has put in my life over me don't feel that. And last time I checked, God knows my number. He can call me, and he hadn't told me that. You start getting confused. You start doing that because you're in this, this, this cloud. But we, we hit this moment, and in prayer tonight, I... I got to admit, these sometimes are the, are the hardest services because the uncertainty of today with the weather and all that. And, you know, they're, they're, if you want an excuse tonight, you, you had the perfect excuse. But then there's another side. Can I be honest with you? We're doing this long enough. Can I say there's a, there's a portion that comes tonight, not because they want to, because they have to. Well, is church on tonight? Okay, I guess I have to be there. <laughs> I was glad when they said it to me, let's go to that. I was sad when they said, snow, baby, snow. And so you have all this mixed in here, and, and it's tough. But I have to admit to you tonight, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't have a word, I didn't have a scripture. I didn't barely have any notes, just jotted a few things down I wouldn't forget. But I felt so strongly, there was just some people in here tonight, you just, you're weary. You're weary. There's not wrong with that. It doesn't make you a bad person. You're not ready to quit, give up. 
You're not really just throwing the towel, but you're weary. But the problem is weariness that goes unchecked leads to doubt. And doubt unchecked leads to quitting. So even though it's okay in the weariness, weariness that's left alone leads to other things. But when we are praying, at the end of that song, when I ask for, the, for just to grab somebody by the hand, I got to tell you what I saw in the spirit. I'm not going to apologize for what I'm about to say. If you don't believe it, that's okay. But when, I, when we begin to pray, literally, I saw angels come in this place. I've never seen this before in my entire life. I saw angels in this place walking in here carrying buckets. Buckets of water. And I, and I, I saw that and I'm thinking, I've never seen that before. And my, the Spirit of the Lord were just impressed upon me. I've come with a refreshing. I've come with a refreshing. I don't know tonight... We become weary for many things. We become weary in physical situations. We become weary because of our personal situations. We become weary sometimes because of financial situations. We become weary because of, 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 of certain things. We become weary in, in, in spiritual situations. There's many, many reasons tonight. There's a variety of, of, of things why this takes place. But the bottom line is, it's you. I said this to someone recently talking to them and they were saying, you know, I don't know if I could ever minister to this person because I've never been through what they've been through. And, and you know what? There's, a, there's, a, there's something to be said of that. There's some things that, you know, I haven't been through that. I can't relate to certain things that some of you can relate to. But, but when you boil all down, the human being basically has a, a very few set of emotions. We may all get there different ways, but we all arrive at the same emotions. You know, I, I may never have been addicted to, to drugs, but, but I face my own addictions. Right? And so, my point is tonight, we're not here to take notes on how we got weary. Because really, it doesn't matter. And it's not fair to sit here and say, well, why are you weary? There's nothing going on. Do you want to know what I'm going through? I don't care what you're going through. I'm weary. I don't care if your leg got blown off and you crawled here and, and, and with the church with a blown off leg. I broke my finger and it hurts. Because right now, you may have a, bro a blown off leg, but right now all I can think of is my finger hurts. Now, if we're going to compare, I guess, to say a, your leg being blown off. But you know what? There's a certain point where pain is just pain. I mean, you, we can compare the finer points of the injury, but there's a point where your body only interprets pain. What's causing pain? We can debate, but the pain is the pain. We can sit here tonight and say, well, you know, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I, you know, we start beating ourselves up. I don't know why I'm weary. I shouldn't be weary. I'm supposed to be the strong, mighty person. And, and, and then we talk ourselves out of, of a refreshing. But I'm telling you the Holy Ghost, what I saw, came, came, right, in, came right from the back and walked 
walk through, walk through this place. I saw angels, and I'm, 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 it's okay. I like being crazy. They were carrying buckets of water. And the Lord said, refreshing. Trish, if you come. I, I, if, I, if the Lord would allow me tonight, I would love to be able to walk up to every one of you and call you out and say, tonight, God's going to do this. Tonight's God's going to do that. He didn't do that. We could sit here for the next four hours and pray that that happens and probably wouldn't happen because it's not the point. He stood up and John, John's record of Jesus' ministry, Jesus stood up and said, let any man that thirst do what? Come. Un. Let any man that thirst come unto me. I've got the source, but your part in the deal is you've got to come to me. Wait a minute. Didn't he come from heaven to earth? He came down to us. Yes, he did come this way. But you know what I found many, many times in my walk with God? God reaches out to us can feel that anticipation of his presence but there's a lot of times he reaches and he stops just short why because I call that the faith gap you see if he just came down and did everything it wouldn't require any faith if he just came down right now and you just sat there and he just went you walked out of here oh my goodness that was amazing would it be awesome up of course it would be awesome but there would be no faith in that but if he says here this is what I can do I'm willing to do and I'm going to do here it is well then what has to happen I believe I believe I'm willing to believe I'm willing to take that promise I'm willing to step out and, and believe that I feel tonight there may be one in this room. I believe there's more than that, but I'll just throw that number out there. There may be one. There could be a hundred. It could be however many is here tonight. That's not the point. The point is, I know in the Holy Ghost, the Lord spoke to me and they confirmed it with what I saw. God is in this place tonight. And I know, you know what? It's snowing outside. It's cold. And for some of us, it's the last place we want to be. But let's just say for a moment, if you would allow me, and I'm not telling you this is the truth, but let's just imagine for a moment. What if God caused water to rise in the Pacific Ocean to form some clouds that traveled all the way across this wonderful, vast United States, bringing this cold with us? To arrive on Sunday, February 15th. To cause havoc and ice and everything else. And he did all that to call the crowd. So those who were going to be here tonight wanted to be here. So that he could do something special for you. And 
He didn't have to work through all the spectators that usually show up. But he said, I'm going to get rid of all of them so I can work on you. What if? Now we can say tonight, and I'm almost done. I'm trying to get, get, out, get out of the way so the Lord can do. We can say, you know what? It's cold. i got to get home, get warm, get out of here before I slide down the, 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 the driveway. But you know what? What if? God is able to bring a refreshing into my mind, in my spirit, in my heart. God, I believe, but I got to admit to you, Lord, that sometimes my faith is clouded by the doubt that creeps in my mind. God, I know you're faithful. I see it in your word. I see it in your promises. God, I've even seen it manifested in this church many times, but God, I'm weary. I'm tired. God, I'm I'm believing you're faithful. And my mind says you're faithful. But but God, lately, there's just been doubts wondering if it really is going to happen. God, I'm praying tonight. If one of those buckets is for me, God, don't pass this chance, Lord. Let the refreshing of your spirit pour down on me, God, tonight. If you're here tonight and you need that refreshing in your spirit, I want you to get out of your seat. You're not coming down here to, to lay prostrate, but you're going to come down here and you lift your hands to heaven. You're going to begin to open up your mouth and with a with a voice lifted, not loud. You don't have to cry out, but I want you to lift up your voice and I want you to begin to call out to heaven. And I want you to let the refreshing of the Holy Ghost begin to fall on you. Come on, begin to let the Spirit of God flow. If you feel like crying, cry. If you feel like laughing, laugh. If you feel like jumping, jump. If you feel like standing there, stand there. But connect with the Spirit of God that's in this place. I feel angels coming up. They're going to begin to minister in this place. Come on, if you're in this place tonight and you don't need it, come find somebody to pray with. Come on, there's a lot of people up here tonight that they're just admitting, listen, I'm weary. I'm weary. I'm not ready to quit, but I'm weary. I don't want this weariness to stay here. I need some strength tonight. I need some refreshing. I need the power of the Holy Ghost to to fall and bring refreshing in my mind in the name of Jesus. Come on, this is not a natural thing. It's a supernatural thing. Don't try to sense it in your flesh. Let it be in your spirit. Now in the name of Jesus. Father, right now, according to your word, God, you you showed this to me. You put this in my heart. Now I'm praying, God, over from the left to the right, every single person that's down here now with their hands lifted, I pray that a supernatural manifestation of strength would come upon them now in the name of Jesus. I bind the spirit of weariness. I bind it now in the name of Jesus. I bind it in Jesus' name. I bind the spirit of weariness that wars in minds. I bind the spirit of weariness that wars in hearts. I bind the spirit of doubt in the name of Jesus. I lose a refreshing. I lose peace. I lose joy now in the name of Jesus.
Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Let it be. Let it happen. Come on, just reach out and connect. Come on, if you're not praying for yourself or you're done praying, find somebody and pray with them. Come on, the Holy Ghost is moving all over this place. Come on, it's not about what we feel or what we don't feel. We know God. It's doing a work. Here's my cup, Lord. I lift it up. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Oh, don't leave me empty tonight, God. Don't leave me empty tonight. Come on, let that refreshing come. Let the refreshing come. Oh, with every drink of the Spirit, every drink of the Spirit, that weariness begins to lift. Come on, the Bible says, I'll give you a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Maybe you just need to begin to praise. You don't have to do it boisterously. You don't have to jump around. But the Bible says, I'll give you praise if you give me your heaviness. Yes, come on, that's it. Be used to the Lord right now. Come on, be used to the Lord. Be used to the Lord right now. Come on, there are people all over this place that are connecting with God. Come on, if you're done praying for yourself, find somebody and pray with them. Father, now, let your spirit move in this place. Let your spirit move in this place. Come on, it's happening. Come on, I see this. I see God moving. I see God moving. I see God moving. Oh, pour it out, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Let it fall. I need your anointing, Lord. Your anointing, let it fall. Let the power of the Holy Ghost, let it fall, let it fall, let it fall, let it fall. Come on, that's it. Don't stop praying. Find somebody else and pray with them. Come on, don't stop. The Spirit's moving. Don't quit. Don't do our normal five minutes and you go home. But Lord, let the Lord use you. Come on, there are people all over this place that God's touching. Let the power of the Holy Ghost let it fall. Let it fall on me. That's it. Come on, that's it. Just you and Jesus. You and Jesus. You and Jesus. Nobody else. Just you and him. You and him. You and me, Jesus. 